Hey, this is Kevin with Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And this is 21 Questions with Joe McGregor, Ministers of Smoke. Good morning, Joe. It's been a it's been a while. I'm so glad to talk to you again, and and I have uh, you know 21 plus questions to ask you, but I I really appreciate you taking the time, and it's so good to see you. You look you look well. Well, thank you. Likewise. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we both look okay. We we've survived the four years that we have. I, when was the last time we we're talked? still here? Three years ago, it, yeah, it se- seems like it. it yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Well, let's let's ju- let's jump right in. I know that we covered certain things that might be overlap. But a lot of people, you know, are just jumping into to what I'm doing, and there's people that have been on it forever. Ministers of Smoke. Can you discuss the name? Yeah, and, and in fact, this gets uh, confused because sometimes people say, "Oh, hey, it's the Minister of Smoke." Yeah, exactly. I'm not the minister of smoke. That's not what this is. You know, it's it's playing off of the whole barbecue as a religious experience concept. You know, it's it, it it's a meme and it gets used a lot. Other people, I'm not the first who ever rely on that to, to leverage that. And somehow in my mind, I, I was like, hey, these pitmasters are the ministers of smoke. So ministers of smoke is meant to be homage to the pitmasters who are making this food and, and and the subject of this project, right? So Ministers of Smoke project is to highlight those uh, pitmasters who are who are who are doing this. Did you have this concept, this idea of doing this project from the get-go? Or what at what point? Because I don't think I asked you this. When did when did it shift to to this is something I really want to do? Yeah, I, I mean I, I started the idea before I started like the account or anything like that. Okay. It was, hey, this would be fun to do, and and so I created the account and I started doing it. So. Was there was there a barbecue joint that you stopped at that you thought this could work, or was it just something that kind of molded around in your head? Oh, that's a good question because I, I don't know that I remember exactly. I I don't think that there was anything like any one specific place or any one specific person that I thought, oh, this, this person needs to be highlighted. I, I had already had the idea and I had reached out to a few pitmasters. And after I did the very first one, I, I, I the idea kind of morphed a little bit into just purely a photography project because that's what it was. It was, I was going to take pictures of the ministers of smoke, pitmasters. And after I talked to the first person who was Chad Sessions at Smoke Sessions Barbecue, I was like, man he's got a cool story. I bet all these other guys have cool stories too. And it became pairing the picture with the background. And and that's, so after that very first picture, that's where I, I think it probably matured a little bit. Like the, the idea uh, took a, a little bit different of a turn from what I originally thought, but that's, that's where it happened. And then before I forget, because I want to put this in, you do sell your prints now, right? I do. Uh, this is, it's been a long yeah. time in the making, and and part of it, uh, part of the the timing is, I, I'm not gonna like be egotistical and say I'm a perfectionist, but every time I look at one of my pictures, I'm like, oh, I should have changed that, or I should have edited this, and allowing myself to like, okay, this picture is fine, and let me make it available to people. And it started rather organically. People would just ask, "Hey, can I can I get?" Oh, starting with the pitmasters, "Hey, can I get a print of that?" And and then some some other people, people's moms, you know, everybody started asking. I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to make these available." 
and I'm going to stop trying to re-edit them. I'm just going to, boom, here they are. And so now some of them are for sale and I'm, I'm trying to work on making more available. Okay. So if some, but if someone reaches out and says <clears throat> such and such and such and such, you could discuss it back and forth and kind of figure it. That's right. Yeah. I mean, any of the pictures that I've done, I can make prints of. And almost any size, right? Yeah, that's right. Some, some lend themselves to other sizes. Uh, the, you know, some, some are better shaped to uh, yeah, for sizes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's just like a photography thing, right? Because that's some, some make more yeah. sense in a small version as opposed to a larger version. Right. And, and sometimes when you move from one size to, even if you're talking about large prints, the ratio, the aspect ratio isn't always the same. Awesome. And so there may be something on the side of one of the pictures that might get cut off, cropped out when you move to one size, but not the other. How much in the weeds do you get in editing your photos? Oh, pretty far. Should I, should I ask your wife that? <laughs> yeah, you know, the funny thing about editing is I started out as somewhat of a purist and not believing that you should edit very much at all. And somewhere along the line in this project, so in the past three years, I've I've gone c- completely the other direction. Well, that's interesting. To where... I am willing to edit just about anything, and I do uh, anything that distracts me or I think isn't uh, where where I want it to be. And, and that doesn't mean all the pictures are perfect. I definitely have imperfections in the pictures. So at some point, something bothers me enough to where you know I either want to remove something from the picture or darken this corner or you know create more contrast here. And I'll probably look at these pictures in twenty years and and think, oh, I should have done this or that. Yeah. But when I'm editing these pictures, I do try to put like a little time limit on it and say, you know, if I can't edit it in this amount, then it probably, you know, I'm trying to make this the picture something that never was. So that makes sense. And then I had asked this this before, and this isn't on our, our major list that I had sent you before, but what, what type of camera to use, what lenses, and then also lighting too, because you do highlight that on your personal account of website. So... I mostly shoot uh, Fujifilm GFX 100, and that's where most of these pictures. I started the project with the Nikon D810, which is a DLSR camera, but it, in in this environment, it just was. It was kind of an old camera anyway, but in this environment, it just kind of wasn't getting the job done, especially because in so many pit rooms, it's dark. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It doesn't handle shadow. That camera didn't handle shadows very well, so. I sought out, you know, did the research and decided that the GFX 100 would be the best vehicle to do what, what I'm doing. And it happens to be a good camera all around, no matter what you're taking pictures of. And then I supplement that with a Sony A7R4, mostly because the GFX 100 is great at portraiture, and, but but it's got a slow motor. So oh. if somebody's doing action, that's just it's just not equipped for that. And oh. so... I bring in that Sony because it can shoot at a really high clip. Do you lean towards certain lenses? Yeah. So I have multiple, I have more lenses than I need. Of and, course. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, I use lenses for other things, but on the GFX, most of the portraits are shot. Now it's, it's a little bit, the, the measurements are a little bit different when we're talking about a uh, full, full frame cameras, but in GF, Fujifilm makes 110 millimeter lens that equates to, I think, 85 or 87 millimeter in 35 millimeter full frame. Most of my portraits 
are that. It's my telephoto lens, even though it probably doesn't count as a telephoto <laughs> lens. And then the other shots are shot on a on what the equivalent, I believe, is a 35 millimeter. So the idea behind Ministers of Smoke was meant to be environmental portraiture. So that way, you know, I'm not just taking pictures of people's faces. I'm taking pictures of someone in their element, right, which is a pit room. And in order to capture what's around them, I use a 35 millimeter really, really commonly. And, and in fact, that 35 millimeter stays on my camera body until I decide that a different length is uh, is appropriate. I have a wide angle lens for that. But on my Sony, you know, I have more lenses for the Sony, but I there is a particular lens. It is a, for, for those who know Sony, it's a G Master lens, which is their, their top line. It, it's a 50 millimeter, a 1.2 uh, lens. And I think it is awesome. It It is so sharp and the colors are so smooth. And it, it basically, I'm at a point to where I leave that on my camera unless there's something I can't do with that, that lens. And so maybe I want to take a really distant photo, then I'll take it off and, and I'll, I'll use, I have a, like a 14 millimeter wide angle. And so that creates some fun perspectives. So I'll do that. But, but anyway, probably 80% of Ministers of Smoke shots are shot on those three lens, the the 85, the 35, and then on my Sony, the 50 millimeter. So are you mostly using a tripod or are you? Almost all portraits. So if, if it appears like that person is standing there, mm -hmm. that's on a tripod. Just, just because I don't want to take any chances with like handshake or anything yeah. like that. However, if it doesn't look like that, like if that person's walking or working briskets or, or sometimes just the angle is a little bit difficult for a tripod then those are handheld. Okay. All right. And then lighting wise, do you usually use two lights? I've seen well, some of your setups from a distance. You've taken some photos of the setup, which is kind of cool for people. I probably should do that more often. I I, I like when I see other photographers uh -huh. do, so do a little behind the scenes and, and see how they're lighting something. Almost all shots have at least one light. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm usually trying to keep it to one light. Okay. Um, but I will do either i don't know why so so either one light or three lights um <laughs> and and so Odd it, it, it really depends on the situation and and what we're doing it can be difficult in a small dark area to start adding too many lights because then you just have to sit down and light the whole thing the yeah. way you want it if you could if you introduce one light then it, it makes a little more sense it just depends on on what's happening so you're trying to motivate the light right so you're trying to do a light that doesn't look like you just set up a light. You're mm -hmm. trying to accentuate what's already there. And sometimes the pit rooms that we're in, they're just not a great motivation of light. And, and so that makes it a little tough. And in those cases, sometimes you're just lighting the whole. When I show up to like, if, if it's, so, so part of this answer is dependent on where did it happen? If it's in Texas where I can drive there, then I might have several lights uh, and I have small lights and I, I've got lights. I, I've gotten, an, I've got more lights than I will ever use in a single shoot. And if I'm flying somewhere, well, I'm not taking very many lights. I usually just one light. Do you ever put a light on top of, on top of your camera? What's that? I don't even forget what that's technically called. Yeah. But... Like just, just an on camera flash. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. Although I have an on camera flash, but it has a, a stand. And usually I'll go put it somewhere because it's uh, triggered on the remote. Gotcha. And so I might 
like I've used that as an accent light to light up a pit like behind somebody just so that uh that, oh, so it flashes that that's lit. Uh. I use that on camera light pretty often, especially when I travel, but never on the top of my camera. It's just it's it's pretty unpleasing if it's just straight at somebody. Well, I've seen people put like uh dampeners or something on it so it softens the how many barbecue joints do you think you visited or roughly so i know that it's just a little over 100 if if i had to rough guess it probably like 105 110 in that range i think i had counted 105 and i've been a couple more places since then and then i don't know whether to count the places i've been to twice that's Um, true but but i think it's probably a little over 100 unique barbecue joints and how many pit builders? Five, five or six, somewhere, somewhere in that range. I know you've done Moberg, Eminem, Syntex too. Syntex, uh, Big Phil's. Yeah, I love. Oh, Millskill. That's right. I've been to Millskill. Yeah, that was, exactly. I think, the the first one I went to. I love. Well, so my family, that was the family business, and so I love welding shots, and you know, don't really have a ton to do with barbecue other than they they happen to be welding a pit together. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy it. I have a good time. And from a photographic standpoint, they're they're pretty uh, high contrast pictures. Yeah. They're fun. You get that arc going, and and it's just it's just pretty cool. I think it's. Pretty I think cool. so too. No, it's I dig it so much. Like that's like when I see you go to a like a pit builder, it it makes me even a little bit more jealous when you go to barbecue places. Just but just because because I I love that world and I love people doing things with their hands like forging knives and, and also it it does lend itself to amazing photograph i have a good time i appreciate their art the same way that i appreciate the art of the barbecue pit masters and they appreciate you coming because it's a nice way to you know give people a glimpse into what they're doing austin smokeworks as well oh austin Smoke. oh wow okay that's really cool okay so then i'll try to yeah i'll try to remember i'll, I'll make a list too of people that we've discussed in the body mm-hmm. of this so hopefully people can understand and so we've talked about this before and, and i'm sure people have asked you are you working on a book? Yes, I am. This whole project has been working towards a book, but now it is serious. I'm probably about halfway through assembling final shots and editing the little vignettes that go with those shots. And hopefully we'll get it to the publisher. I'm already a few months late, so uh, a little behind schedule. Hopefully I get those in the next maybe month or two. Oh, okay. Uh, to the editor. So it's a 2024 release of this. I hope so. I, uh, like I said, I'm I'm very behind schedule, so I don't know where that puts the timeline. Yeah. But I would imagine that they would try to get it for Christmas 2024. That'd be great. That would be killer. And I know that a lot of people would dig that. Is that something? So then, is it in your mind a coffee table type book? Yes, that's okay. the idea. I think it lends itself perfectly. That's awesome. Okay, well, let me know. Let us all know. It should be fun. Yeah. It, it it has produced a little internal strife, uh, a little internal consternation, because sometimes you you have a pit master that you, you love and adore, but just your photography wasn't on that day. And so that's that's been the difficulty uh, so far. Yeah. It's just been, man, I, I really like this place i love to eat there or i love that story but the the picture i you know the failing was mine i wasn't on my game that day apparently and and so not all of my pictures will be in this book and and in fact only a fraction of them will be and that 
that that kind of on a personal level is, is yeah it's it's tough and and uh i i am struggling with that but i guess that's how these things go yeah i guess so yeah i never really thought about it i'm sure that uh and especially too because you're photographing people as opposed to it's a, not a, just a photography book in general so it's okay yeah yeah so i maybe we can somehow get that across when i'm sure that you'll have you'll have some maybe personal emails or calls or, or with people to let them know you know hey you know no offense this is just is this right. way it, it kind of worked and, it, and and you want to present them in the best light so it could be you know part two a book two Right. Yeah, right. Well, I, I have to go back because a lot of because the the pictures pictures aren't so it's and that's what's difficult, right? It's not that the people aren't worthy; it's that my photography wasn't worthy, and we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. I think virtually all the people that I know are really cool and uh, understanding Definitely. people. It's it's more of like you just want to do that for them, and yeah. man, just I wish I was a better photographer. To make sure it was a hundred percent every time they live online most of them right i think there's one picture so far i'm not sure has been published but all the others are on the account what have you learned about yourself through this project oh man i think that number one sometimes i joke that as as an attorney by day sometimes i joke that i don't like people but that's it's actually not true i really like people and one thing that keeps fueling me to do this is that I quite like these people. I like uh, the men and women in the barbecue world and want them to succeed. And, and you know, they're going to succeed without me, but anything I can do to help tell these stories and, and show these images because I like them, not necessarily because I'm like, hey, look at this picture that I took. It's, it's, so I guess, I guess that's what I've learned about me. It's, it's not necessarily about trying to showcase something that I've done, but maybe using something I've done to showcase someone else. And I think I really enjoy that and have, have loved uh, doing that for other people and enjoy that process. I also think that I've learned a little bit about myself in terms of photography, just from a, like a personal style perspective. I'm sure that my style, my quote unquote style, I'm here air quoting here, I'm sure that'll evolve. It always has, but I do like shadows and dark and grit. And I probably, and it doesn't mean all my pictures need to have all those in there, but that is what I prefer. And I think I learned that by shooting dark pit rooms. Yeah. I'm like, hey, just, just lean into this. I like all the uh, the shadows and uh, the high contrast and, and things like that. And so from a photographic perspective, I, I think I finally have at least been able to articulate what it is I like uh, when I shoot. How do you define your style? What do you I think it? probably that, that I, I mean, I don't, I, I, if I had to say one word gritty, mm -hmm. I like some grit to my picture, but with that grit comes, uh, you know, the, again, the shadows, it's hard, hard to do a light and airy gritty picture. So I, like to employ the use of shadows where I can. You called it something, and when you wrote me back, you called it some kind. Of, oh, oh, uh, Chiarosco or something, or Chiarosco. Yeah, the artsy fartsy way of saying it, Chiarosco. Oh, Chiarosco, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's 
yeah that's that's what it's called is that what it's called uh, yeah in in those worlds in those circles but <laughs> I, I would i would never uh walk around okay. using that word so. <laughs> so it's like it's great it's and it's it's interesting because i'm sure you've learned a lot about photography and about shooting in very dark places because i think that's something that a lot of people don't know how to and i'm like you said like you've learned yeah, along the way yeah. it's definitely challenging right like mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's challenging in a way that you don't ordinarily encounter in photography. At least I didn't ordinarily uh, encounter. Even in a studio where all your lights are off except the ones you're trying to use for, for the picture, you're not trying to necessarily feature. I mean, s- some people do, but it's not that common. When you go into a barbecue pit room, you're saying, hey, I want to feature this background. So I need this background to be in there. But I still want, I want the shadows. I want it to look like it does every day that these people are working here. I don't want to like turn on all the lights and add more lights and, and, and things like that. I want to try to get it as close to what it is when they're there. That's interesting. That and it does. It's and I love I love that so much about what you're doing is because it doesn't look phony. It doesn't look overlit. It looks like you're in there with the person on a day-to-day basis. And you said the first one you had, first place you had done was uh, Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Did he understand what kind of project you're working on or did you just? I I doubt it, right? I mean, there was no, I just described something. And, uh, you know, at at that time, I don't know that I fully understood what, you know, I I had this idea and, but, but at the time it was just kind of like, hey, Chad, how about I take some pictures of you? You'll get some because um, because it was just I just wanted to test out my some lights that's that <laughs> yeah. kind of coincided with me getting some lights and I, I don't know that he knew he was like going to be part of Ministers of Smoke or does Chad or know he was like the that. first one I think so I I, I think so yeah. I mean it's really funny too because well, I remember when I took that picture I was like oh man this is awesome and now I look back I'm like I want to delete this off my account because <laughs> It's so bad. I, I should go you back can. and chat for... and see if I, <laughs> I, I, I could. But at the same time, it, it, for me personally, you go back to the old pictures and it shows an evolution of mm-hmm. style and evolution of skill, and uh, and that's that's part of my part of my fingerprints on on the journey as well. Your journey, yeah, and it's you can't be George Lucas and go back and re-edit the <laughs> the old Star Wars movies. You can't. You got to just even if he should have, yeah. <laughs> exactly um uh do you have a favorite photo or photos can you uh, that's a, it's like the old yeah picking between your children type yeah, exactly. of thing yeah i i i think that this this may be a weird one but andrew soto uh has uh you know a state he has a tattoo on his on his fingers and that's probably my my it has a state of texas and then bbq and that's one of my favorite photos, mostly because because that's the first time I used that G, the new GFX. And if you saw the raw image, you would not believe that that photo came from that because I was actually just testing out the camera. I wasn't really posed. I, I was that wasn't like a posed picture. I took a picture of of him sitting down in in a in his uh in the the dining room there at butter's barbecue and i just happened to snap that and put the focus on his hand 
And we're talking about a tiny, tiny corner of oh. the whole frame. And the fact that that picture, that, that camera was able to capture a whole frame and we just carved up a tiny piece of it and blew it up. And you can still see the pores on his fingers and the like his finger hairs coming out. Like the the amount of resolution Sharpness, wow. that is just because because I, I like the picture on its own, but the fact that that represents like 14% of the surface area of the original picture, that to me is just amazing technology and and has become my favorite i I think uh because of that yeah that's probably that's probably my favorite i also like i took a picture of isao ramos uh at uh, 2m and uh he was just we were trying to take a regular portrait him sitting next to his kind of kind of like the traditional hey i'm standing next to my pit type of thing and he was like hey just hold on a second i need to check uh check these briskets and he opens up the the pit and all the smoke and if you're there at 2m in the morning the way their their pit or their pit room is oriented if it's early then the smoke i mean the the rays of light come across his pit room and so he opened that that pit that door and the smoke mm-hmm. goes out and it's created a nice glorious effect and and uh so yeah, probably my two favorite pictures. I don't know if those are my two favorite. Those are among my two, two favorite among, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 both of them were not necessarily like planned at, at all. One I didn't even know would be a picture. The butters picture I didn't even know that was going to be a thing until after I was editing. And then Isol, that was me me stopping what I was trying to do and just just let that happen and and i i really like that two in picture as well so what was the hardest photo to take or hard hardest place to shoot uh a lot of them have 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 been difficult and the, uh, the name of the place escapes me but one of the places that i i just had like some technical difficulties um was in wheeling west virginia oh man i have forgotten the name of the place but that one that one was really tough and then also in Burnt Bean, their room is, it's a really cool pit room, but it's not necessarily, I don't know, you could, you could get a lot of cool pictures in there, but, but I found it personally a little challenging. So we took a picture uh, of Ernest um, and I had to like break out some lighting modifiers that I never use huh. or at least rarely use so that I could take the picture that I, that I wanted to take because of how the, how the pit room is, is, is laid out and the lighting that's in there. So we, we turned off like all the lights, but one, and I had to bring in two lights. So I just got through telling you I use either one or three. Well, that's two. not true apparently because <laughs> I used two uh, and, and I had to do these lighting modifiers on grids so that I just lit him up. And that was, that was a pretty, that was a surprisingly challenging place. But, but I mean, Honestly, they're all, maybe that's what I like, like about this is that they all almost all uh, present some, some kind of challenge and the process of figuring out that challenge. And sometimes they're more successful than others, but, but figuring out that challenge is what keeps this academically interesting. And they're generally getting there before they're open, right? Almost always. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's sometimes I don't get a choice, right? If if I'm going to, travel somewhere and i only have a, a little narrow window but it it typically is the case that 
I'm there before opening and that's usually better for the for the barbecue joint and for me for, for doing photography. Was there a story was it city um city market that you had that we had talked oh. about? Yeah, so Gerald, rest in, rest rest in, peace, in yeah. peace. Sharon, um, his his wife told me later that he was just joking and forgot to tell me that he was joking, but he told me to to meet him there at four in the morning, and so I did. And he was a little surprised to see me, and but I think he he liked it because uh, he said all the other photographers have been way late. And anyway, he he told me for thinking I would protest and he would tell me, you know, six or seven or yeah. eight or whatever. I never protested. So I just showed up at, at four and she was, did, you, did you feel like it was um, a test almost or. I just thought that four was supposed to be the right time. So <laughs> I was like, fine, that's they, whatever, whatever gets me the best pictures. And, uh, and I was able to spend some good, you know, cause nobody else is there. So we were able yeah. to talk a while and I, I learned a lot, you know, you play the, the central Texas relations game and we know some of the same people and, huh. and uh, it, yeah, it turned out to be a cool experience for me. And that was worth it to get there at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I actually got there before he did. And that's what made him feel a little bit bad because he forgot that he told me four. So <laughs> he all... ended up showing up like at 4.15, 4.30, something like that. And I think I had told you that when I wanted to interview him, and I think we were supposed to, we set it up for a couple of weeks after he had passed. But he, but when we had, were setting up the interview, it was something like five in the morning. It was something, yeah. I would have had to get up at three, I think, or so, something <laughs> wild and i'm like okay i'll do it like it was just and so i think that maybe is his like little that was his joke that he yeah like a joke test joke or something like his little thing to see if you if you play because i because i've gotten notes back from people after i've like played snippets of their like posted snippets of their interview they're like i can't believe like you did you posted this and then i'll say oh i'm so sorry they're like no i'm just kidding like so and sometimes it's the the, like it's like texting the translation sometimes like email or text right Right. What makes barbecue so special to you? I know this is cliche because everyone says the same thing, but it's the people, right? It, it starts with the food and ends with the people. They're super hardworking. Nobody's in this for the money, or if they are, they're, man. Well, good anyway, luck. just good luck yeah, good, good, good <laughs> luck with that. Um, it's this dedication to their craft, right? So it's, it's, trying to get better. And I think that speaks to me again, you know, earlier I mentioned the journey, my photographic journey. I'm trying to get to be a better photographer. I would love to delete some of the older photos, but that it just reflects part of, part of my journey. And I, I see that same thing in, in the bar. I mean, I think most of these pictures, some, some of me have said stuff to this effect, but you know, they thought that they were great pit masters years ago when they first started and now they look back at me i didn't even know a fraction of what i used to know mm -hmm. but that journey that took them from from there to here uh i i really respect and appreciate and you know you know you know because we've talked before you know i'm a burger guy and when i see burgers there's so many great burgers at barbecue joints and why is that they're they're the difference is is their approach in and it's like the 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 entire approach to their craft comes out in whatever food they're making whether it's their desserts or their sides 
or the meats. And that speaks, uh, that speaks to me. And I think, I think after all that, the thing that just blows me away is that they'll spend years figuring this out and turn right around and tell their quote unquote competitor how, how they figured it out. And it's, it's, it's an amazing community. I don't, I don't see anything like that anywhere else in, in my limited life experience, but that's what I love about it. The food happens to be awesome, but that's not like what I love. Mm-hmm. It's the people. Yeah. And that's what I tried to explain. I, I got a text from someone. They were asking, they were traveling. I don't think I'll be watching this. Like, I don't think you care. But he, he was, he had gone to Goldie's and he, it was too late. He had picked some up from the airport and whatever. And he's like, I came too late. And, Kind of, he's a kind of an odd guy, and so I gave him a list of other places to go, and they ended up. He ended up going to Panther City, and I said, "Oh, did you try the elote?" So I sent him a photo. And he said, "You know, I'm trying to, no, I'm trying to. Um, I wanted to eat healthy. I want to eat healthy, and I want to, or I want to, or something. It was something to that, like kind yeah. of a, assuming that I don't eat healthy or that barbecue is unhealthy. Number one, I don't know why he's going to get barbecue, but number two, if yeah. he th- if he thinks that, if he has that kind of mindset, but also it's like." people think that like if i have friends that think that this is all i eat or this is all i do or this is like i'm only consuming meat or i'm only like it's such a weird concept in my mind but it's the people it's i love the people that are involved and i want to promote the people and i i love the conversations with people and you know everyone's coming from a different background and it's so interesting Mm -hmm. and it's also so you know it's a challenge and what people are it's a there's a commonality because of the hours that they spend honing what they do i think that's a fun so in and there that's a quick aside but i think it's funny how people probably just assume you're just eating <laughs> yeah just i i there's I a big glutton barbecue for... <laughs> three days uh three meals a day yeah. and seven days a week and i look like i eat barbecue that much but that's <laughs> no. that's not the case but it's even someone like blake who says uh from uh blake's of southern milling he'll say mm-hmm. you know i haven't had brisket in a month or i haven't had brisket in two yeah. months and then it's just funny how people have a conception of what this world is. Right. And I, th- I think as we, as you and I and others that are listening and watching this have realized it's, there's all these layers and it's in the end, it, it all falls upon the people. If it were, if the people weren't a good set of people, if they're a bunch of jerks, I think it would be a hard thing to, to, right. put a, to wrap right. our heads around. What was, uh, can you talk about some really interesting pits that you've, that you photographed or that you've been around that you love or people should keep Ooh. their eyes out for? Well, yeah. So for me, I mean, this isn't going to be a fun answer, but I like those old school, but, you know, so we talked about Gerald and, you know, that's where they've got this, you know, fire off to one side, the old, the old school uh, pit. And, I love those. And those, those are fun. Those are really cool. Uh, in San Antonio, I think it's called barbecue station. They have the same, same deal. Those are just more photogenic. They produce more smoke. There's more soot on the walls because of that. Mm-hmm. And it just is cooler. And uh, so all credit to the awesome, efficient uh, offset smoker builders because they do amazing work. But it's, I mean, man, give me some some bricks or some some stone uh, pits. Those are those are cool. Those are the two. I'm sure I've, I've seen more, but those are the two that come to mind. And do you have a, some favorite locations? So if we don't do... If we don't add on the photographing part, maybe this doesn't fit, but Prime Barbecue in Nightdale, North Carolina, in terms of location, man, that dude has thought of everything. There's not like a napkin dispenser that is not there on purpose. Like 
Wow. Every single day. It is super impressive and amazing, amazing barbecue. But in terms of like location, ah, oh man, probably Pecan Lodge in Dallas. It's in Deep Ellum. Actually, two of my favorite locations are the Terry Blacks and the Pecan really Lodge. Close, they're, yeah. They, they, yeah, they're they're like a block away from each yeah. other, and and they have cool pit rooms. And they, they just happen to be photogenic. Mm. Um, the the pit room in Pecan Lodge, just the way the lighting is set up, and their pits are very unique. Uh, the way that they're they're arrayed, they're these custom built uh, pits. I was gonna say they're and not just, by like any of the known pit builders. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know who built them, but know, just just you know they're they, it it is still offset, but it's like the the it it, it like the uh, firebox basically runs along the back of it, and and so in the way that it exhausts is just a little bit different, and so where they're putting the wood in to feed the firebox, uh, where when they open up the pits just what happens to the smoke the way that that room is lit and it's just dark it's it's pretty fun in terms of a in terms of a location can you tell us something about you that we don't know i mean nobody knows me so that's pretty easy to answer i guess because anything (laughs) i say would be something that no one knows i I think that's you know i i'm really into military history i have a military history podcast that i that i do it's just it's a slow release because uh i have to do a I so I read a lot of military history. I'm usually reading military history books, and after so I'll just pick a battle and I'll read five or ten books about it, and and then I'll do a podcast. And that's I know it's a super weird random oh, thing. That's cool. That's killer. But but that's that is what I do. It's called the uh, battle rattle, and I have a great time with it. Um, and then the other thing is. I coach soccer, so also super random. But oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I coach two teams, and I have I've coached for the last several years, and and like it. I enjoy it. It's it's a fun. It's the other thing I read a ton about. Yeah, and, I've been uh, watching a little more. I, it's probably probably because of Ted Lasso, but I watch a little more. <laughs> I've been watching a lot more soccer, and I, and, I, yeah. and I and I respect it so much more. I think I used to just because I you know it was from a distance watching it. I think maybe they uh television like te- televised wise i think they televise it better than they ever did mm-hmm. back to, yeah. to kind of give you because i think it used to just be almost just like a static screen almost like hockey used to be yeah. and so i just I never got into it but then watching it now and realizing the nuances and yeah that's cool that's yeah it's fun to, have a good time with it it's actually and it's amazing exercise you, you're right it's so yeah much. well i'm not i'm not doing the exercise i know no, i'm part. saying for I'm the just doing the uh <laughs> I'm doing the whistling part. So. <laughs> That's a it's a good exercise. So your uh, favorite burgers at uh, bur- barbecue joints. Some this of them. is tough. Yeah. Okay, so let me fr- let me preface this by saying that just about every burger at a barbecue joint is good, like like better than most other burgers. And it goes back to that whole thing. I, I think they think about it better than most bar- most burger joints. I think the other thing too is that burgers are so subjective, right? Um, I mean, I don't like certain things on my burgers and the next person may think that that makes a burger amazing and that's tough. So that being said, I think, I think my first religious experience with a burger at a barbecue joint was the LNL burger, Leroy and Lewis. I had that. um, And and I actually ordered it because it was the only thing ready at the time. And I got it 
and I, and I actually got it to go. And I was like, I'll just eat it later. And I was like, "Ah, let me at least taste it while it's here, while it's hot. And I ate it and I was just going to take a bite or two, see what, see what it was all about. Ate the whole thing. It was amazing. And it's still one of my favorite burgers. And it's, it's kind of like uh, the standard. I'm like, okay, is it better than this? Moosecraft does a really good version of that. And it's, it's really good. It's one of the best burgers I've had in LA. Burnt Bean though, their burger is incredible. It is super, super good. It's one of my favorites ever, uh, not just at a barbecue joint, but just anywhere. I had a burger recently at Reese Brothers that when, when it was described, I was like, okay, that's a little too cute. Uh, Cause I hate, I hate when people try to get too cute with burgers. Uh-huh. Just give me uh, some meat, uh, some cheese, maybe throw one or two other things on there and just let me eat it. And it had uh, like a tostada and some, some refried beans and, and stuff. It was amazing. It really? was really, really, oh, it was really Their good. Their food just looks and insane, but I could. Everything that I had at Reese Brothers was was so good. So good. Their sausage too. Um, they have like this queso fundido sausage and it is one of the best sausages I've ever had at any barbecue joint. I'm trying, oh, Dane's, uh, you know, Dane's is, has such a good burger. And I've heard I, this I, I feel like I, yeah. everybody knows that. Um, so that's a good example. Like, no, I don't like, I don't like um, red onions on my burgers and, and there are, there are that, but other people think that that's amazing. So, but even with red onions, it's an amazing burger and should be tried by everybody. So I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but those, those are probably like the, the three that mm-hmm. or three or four that come to my mind. No, those are great. Uh, that's great. Top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's good to know. And I, and when I talked to Evan Leroy, he was saying kind of about how their burger, how they came up with their ideas for the burger. And then it just seems like that has been replicated a lot across the United States. Like yeah. a lot of people have uh Right. That's kind of a lot of people aspire to make their burger as good as the LNL burger. Well, it is that is a challenge because theirs is theirs is pretty amazing. So, have you had the the oil can burger from Burnt Bean? No, I have not top? had. The, yeah, I haven't had that one. And and we'll say it's almost like not a burger, right? It's just, it's yeah, uh, it's like a sloppy Joe or I think it was it, it's, it's it becomes it becomes something else entirely by doing that and and. It, in a positive way, but, uh, but no, I had, I forgot what they call it, but he just, he, I think it's something red, something burger, right? Or something red. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember what it was called, but everything on that burger has been thought out and, and tested. And it's just, you can tell you, you eat it and you're like, man, this is virtually perfect. Yeah. And so I, I, I can't say enough good things. All those burgers though. I mean, they're just the guy who did flat point barbecue. Oh, uh, heavy-handed? Uh, yeah, heavy-handed. So he's not, I don't think he's doing the barbecue thing anymore. But you take that same personality and he's doing heavy-handed now. And heavy. I tried handy, heavy-handed, it was a month ago. It was so good. It yeah, was it a looks really insane. good burger. I think I saw it's, it on like Bobby Flay. Yeah, like my, my mom was watching some random like Bobby Flay and his daughter were going around places and they went to heavy-handed. I went, oh, how come I haven't? Uh, right, I, uh, I didn't his, know that. His barbecue no, I, was awesome. I just knew that he was doing that now i i heard that he wasn't doing talked, barbecue yeah like, maybe yeah, it was like, you that told me um and he went and did heavy-handed i'm like well i'll go try it i was I didn't know uh, you were it. Just awesome. a, i was just a few few miles away a couple miles away my in-laws and so i was like well i'm here i might as well go try it i tried it i was like this is an amazing burger so okay well that leads into you have kind of a burger project is that just kind of a personal project oh. or 
Yeah, I mean, it's not a project. It's that's a project. Orders, that's a right? fun. It's, it's it's a life project. It's it's how I achieve my 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 <laughs> physical physique, girth here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you don't get this with salads, I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, I've traveled a lot for work, probably for close to like 20 years. I've been keeping tabs on what I think is the best. Because you get those conversations where someone's saying, oh, this burger is better than that. And like, no, uh, that not only is that not as good a burger, it's not as good a burger as this. And then you start you start comparing your burger experience. So I just, I've kept track of it. And now I have like this top 20 list that I keep track of. And every time I have a burger, I ask myself, does this, does this fit on, is this a top 20 burger? And if it is, where does it fit on, on my ranking? And so, yeah, I'll go to a new, if I'm going to go to a new community, I'll do the research and find out, especially from locals, what are the best burgers there? So it's been, one thing you learn is that uh, sometimes just because someone is local doesn't mean they know the best food in, in that area. So. That's actually have plenty of conversations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it also to people, it's especially when it comes to food, there's things that people have had forever that they love yeah. that maybe isn't the best, but it, it's like a, it yeah. harkens to it. It, it opens up a, a memory. Right. Yeah. You know, right. Visceral. Yeah. Or, or, or they eat somewhere in there. So this is fine for me. I don't need to, to go test out yeah. other places. This, this, is is okay and that's all i need and, that, and, I, that's okay. and i and i've heard people say like i don't really no i'm not really into food <laughs> i'm like okay yeah. well, that's you know okay. it's just like it's sustenance some people like it's just food is food and it's fuel want. keeps you going yeah, yeah that's right I've, yeah I've, some I've, people don't don't get nearly as excited uh, about it exactly and so i had, i asked what motivates you and your answer was amazing that when we had gone back and forth so what uh, what motivates you? You mean in as it in, relates in to general, this project? Yeah, like the projects keep you going. What keeps you in general? I, like what? I, I think I'd like to learn. I think that's ultimately what motivates me to do any next thing. I like I like learning new things in in learning more about the things that I think I already know about. That is a as perhaps the best motivator in my life is mm-hmm. uh, what else? What else can I learn uh, about this this subject? What's your, what have you been given any, like a, a key nugget of business advice over the years? Yeah. My best friend in, in high school, um, his grandfather, he, he said something that I never understood until I owned my own business. And, and he said, um, you know, uh, basically, cause we were talking about church and, and he said, uh, uh, something to the effect of you should run your church like a business and your business like a church. And you'll always make the right decisions. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And as I have had my own business, especially since my business is is a people business. And if you get caught up in, and then I'm speaking just from, I'm sure I'm like a horrible business person, but if you make decisions based on, on like on just the dollar or um, short-sighted things, then you start to make compromised decisions but if you make decisions based on trying to help people and improve their lives solve their problems and do things for for the quote-unquote right reasons and make healthy long-term relationships and the business just kind of seems to take care of itself And, and and i feel like the uh I feel like maybe that's one thing that attracts me. 
about the barbecue world. I'm sure there's plenty of examples of people making short sighted decisions, but I think that a lot of these barbecue pitmasters are like, hey, let's let's make good food. Let's let's not get you know. Obviously, they need to make money off of it, but I I don't know that the dollar is driving every decision. It's let me make great food and the money will will, will work mm -hmm. itself out. And you still have to make uh, you still have to make compromises. You have to make business decisions. But if anyway, that advice to me was was no, like, that's hey, cool. do the do the right thing first, and those business decisions in the long run will work. You may you may lose on this one, but in the long run, you'll be okay. And and I feel like that has played itself out for me personally. No, I agree with that, and also too, like people that are interested in their employees' welfare. And yeah. and furthering their lives, like it, it comes back. You reap what it's yeah, like a church. That's that's great. That's great advice. That's that's amazing. That's oh, that's cool. That thank you. Uh, then you also yeah. do your kind of. You've been talking about classes. Is that something that going forward you're going to continue doing classes? I think so. I have a good time with it. My wife was asking me the other day, "Is it worth it?" And I'm like, well, of course it's worth it. If anybody comes to me and says, hey, I want to learn about photography, man, I'm going to drop everything I'm doing. Probably a bad business decision, but I'm going to, I mean, I geek out on this stuff. I love to talk about, well, I love to talk about a lot of things, just like I love to talk about barbecue. When somebody asks me, hey, what, you know, what's the best barbecue? Where should I go? I drop everything I'm doing and say, hey, let's... Uh, you know, let's talk about this and this is why it's good. Well, in my classes, I get the opportunity to say, hey, these are the things I've learned. It took me however many years, you know, so I've been doing photography ever since I was a teenager and, you know, more so at some points in life than others. I took, I took a little hiatus and, and ever since I've come back into photography and, and you know, I've, I've learned things. And then once I started Ministers of Smoke, I feel like my learning accelerated. And so the, the barbecue classes are basically saying, hey, these are the things that like literally took me years to learn. Let's spend a day talking about them. And and, and I just. That's, a, that's fun. I want to. I love fun. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just a fun thing to do. And and yeah, so so I have a good time. I, I, I would like to think that they have a good time and, and, and they, they learn things. I do hope to continue to do them into the future so so people should follow along your social media in that way they you'll, you'll yeah and, and i think this next year at, at the beginning of the year i I'm, I'm working on still figuring some details out uh on doing one outside of texas and and right now we are looking at charleston so oh that would also be just yeah, I want to go to Charleston just to walk around. It's, it's, Charleston it's, is an, so is gorgeous. an amazing city, great food town, um, but uh, you know maybe a little more accessible to, to some some people. So I'll probably always do one. I, I think I'll probably always do one in Texas and one outside okay. of Texas, just kind of going forward until until people stop uh, signing up. All right. Well, I'll, hopefully, I can be on the short list. I'll definitely, hopefully. Definitely, hopefully, be able to to, to leave the Love confines it. of my yeah. life. That, yeah. that would be this. That would be amazing. That would be wonderful. Now, I had I had said, and I don't, let's see if it's if it'll turn out to be the same. Your perfect barbecue meal, if you could pull from different barbecue spots. Yeah, I mean, listen, I assume I don't know. The real answer is 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 I don't know because so like 
I've had great stuff at every, mm. the, you know, it, it, what's the best brisket? Well, there's like 30 places. Who have yeah. Best brisket. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. Um, or if you want to pull like, say, for, like a, a fun way to pull from different places. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So in, and again, I, I don't even know what the, what the meal looks like. I think that um, a beef rib is probably Goldie's beef rib. Um, I remember one time in particular where, and it had a great crust and the fat underneath was perfectly rendered. It is just, is a pretty divine bite. Truth. I remember being there that, that day and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best brisket I've ever had. And so truth is probably who I'd pick for, man, I'd pick truth for a lot of things, but, but especially the brisket, but I also love the pastrami brisket at Cadillac. Uh, yeah, like that's that's, a, that's one a, of that my was the next favorite, favorite barbecue bite is is pastrami biscuit uh brisket at at uh, cadillac um the ribs so i went went to shoot uh in columbia south carolina there's scott's aa1 and he gave me a couple of ribs and those are the best ribs i've ever had in my life in in my entire life they were superb and i've had a lot of amazing ribs and then i i think for sausage probably the tejas Chili reno sausage is is probably my my favorite. So most of these are like, oh, I remember where exactly where I was, and I remember that that eating experience. Um, but that's that's probably it. I, I hat tip though, I already mentioned the queso fundido sausage from Grease Brothers, yeah. and then I also say like the the other like so that's like one A one B one C is probably at. Uh, Moosecraft, they have this like I, I can't remember what it's called like uh the chili verde green, ch- green chili yeah yeah or something, something like that, that. Yeah. yeah something like that yeah. and I, I i can't remember exactly what's in it but i remember eating that and i'm like this is a perfectly executed sausage so so those are maybe i remember from early like days there. like i remember eating what like two of those in my car like i was going to take it home and i kind of like in my car it, too and i ate it in I was, my car I, and i think i made a huge mess but it was so good uh, so. yeah it, in fact when i had that i was on my way to the airport so i was like i don't want to eat a lot because i don't have any uh bathroom issues on a <laughs> yeah, plane and and so I had I had just like a, a some a sampling from Moosecraft, and I ate that whole sausage because there was nothing. I mean, I was like, "This is you so almost good. can't not." It's something that yeah, it's just, it's, it was great. I think I pretty much ate everything in that bag. I'm like, "Well, I will suffer the consequences." <laughs> I think you had burnt bean um, for but, sides. Oh my gosh, yeah, because everything there, in, but, including he he does the Shiner rice. I think that's what it's called, Shiner rice. Oh man, that was amazing. Yeah, it was. It, I I think it's kind of like the hash at Goldie's. It kind of kind of reminds me of that. A completely different dish. Besides there, and then uh, the tater tot. Going back to truth, tater tot casserole. That was that. I, I love that. Um, and I also would say, so I don't like vegetables, and I think I'm allergic to them. But <laughs> Mumford's course. in is Mumford's in Corpus Christi. Is that right? Um, they have these green beans. I don't know what they do to them, but they are amazing. They are so good. So that needs to be on there and perhaps. And Mumford's was a top happy. 50 in like. Two, I, yeah. That former, formerly a top 50, a formerly a top 50 place, but their green beans might've been the best thing on their tray. I was like, wow. this is unbelievable that I love this so much. Um, and dessert. Yeah. Oh man. They're, oh. So again, going back to Burn Bean, I love that. 
big red Tristan Lake Chase, and then locally. So I I work by Cadillac, so a lot of things I compare in relation to Cadillac, and their crack cake is is super great. But I think the best that I've ever had is Miller's Smokehouse. They have a Sopapilla cheesecake. I've heard, and it say. oh man, it is divine. It uh, it just you could just sit there and you would hate yourself afterwards, but you could just sit there and eat the whole thing by yourself. It's it is really really uh, good. Oh, I cannot wait to try. No, I've heard this is I think the third person that's told me, and some from very people like people that I really trust their palate, and they said that this is just like wicked. Wicked good. I, I think I it's, know some that went. I think Kelly Yandel said they like they. She went down to she had it on a way down to Austin and yeah. then picked up one on the way. Yeah, it is. It is worthy. It is. It is yeah. really, really good. Well, that's great to hear. Excellent. And then, have you had the cake at uh, Truth ever? No, I didn't. Uh, you know, I'm just sort of I wanted to, about that, yeah. But I was, I was so full from uh from the rest I think of the meal I think a lot of people have said that yeah i mean it what an incredible meal but no i never made it to yeah. desserts do you have a place that's a wish list a place that you haven't visited that you want to photograph I've, I've never been to snows i'm not really into <laughs> yeah, you get, yeah you can't even say that like people yeah yeah i i you know it, it takes a little bit of effort to to make that happen and on Saturday mornings, uh, I coach um, yeah. these soccer games, and that has that's usually my my obstacle. But I, I need to go down. I can't uh, I can't put that off. Like I said, I'm not, not a bona fide barbecue guy if I haven't been to snows, and I have not been to snows. Now I think I've been to every everywhere else. No, I haven't really, but pretty close. Yeah, and, you've been. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's on my that's the top on my to go list. What's your favorite not barbecue restaurant? I have one. It's it's like the the local place. It's called Kenny's Woodfire Grill, and mostly because I've never been there without it being good. Like it's always good. I remember one time I even went there, and uh, I'm the type of guy that orders the same. Like if it was good last time, it's good. You know, it's good enough for me, and I'm gonna keep yeah. getting the same thing. <laughs> and one time they're like, "Hey, we have a special some meatloaf sandwich." I'm like, "Meatloaf sandwich at a at a real restaurant? That doesn't make sense." It was amazing. And so I go there. That's my favorite because they're a little unique and uh, they do great, great food. They also have a great burger. You know, most of my eating experiences that have been have been good have been like on travels. And the problem with that is you only you only get like one shot, right? You know, you go to this one place and it was really good, and you never go back again. That would be Kenny's Woodfire Grill. Now, I've never heard of Kenny's Woodfire Grill in than- in uh, Addison, Texas. Somebody's listening to this and like really. But that that that's the answer. I just okay. wish they made chicken fried steak. So it's the only thing that they they don't have. That where's your where where's your favorite place to get chicken fried steak? Or oh man! You, or have you got an amazing one? Because I love chicken fried steak. I assume most people listen to this too as well. Uh, you know, you know, so so yeah. Growing up, I'm not a discerning chicken fried steak eater, and I know that's probably um, criminal to some people, but. I mean, we grew up, uh, there's this chain in Texas called K-Bob's. I mean, maybe there are other places, I don't know. Uh, uh, but we, that was, you know, we we did not come from the most affluent uh, circumstances. And so once a year, we went to uh, K-Bob's on, on our birthday. And I'm sure K-Bob's is not the greatest chicken fried steak. But the, to me, in my memories... That was that was like uh, best meal of the year. I, I don't think that that would probably rank among my favorite, 
I like Lulu's Cafe in San Antonio. There's there's been a lot. I I don't know. I I don't I don't keep track of chicken fried steak the way I keep track of burgers and barbecue joints. Yeah. So perhaps I should start my my list and <laughs> be test, testing more of these places out. That's yeah. Not... The the problem is that like it's easy to please me when it comes to chicken fried steak. Yeah. So I can I can go to Applebee's and enjoy. A, I don't know. The Chili's, because I don't know that Applebee's does chicken breast steak, but but I can go to a Chili's and, and be okay. And that's a gravy. Uh, maybe it's just a gravy thing, like you love yeah, that. Maybe. Yeah. I, I like making my own chicken breast steak. Um and, and so it's something I like to make. Try to experiment with like cold smoking my uh my chicken breast steak to you know see what that does. And so I I do that on a, an occasion. What advice would you give to a, a fledgling photographer? Take a ton of pictures. And, and mostly like everything practice makes perfect. And, and when you start taking a lot of pictures and you start looking at your pictures, you start to analyze what makes, you know, you like this picture. Why do you like it? You don't like that picture. Why do you not like it? And you start to formulate kind of your own theory. And, and as a result, you create your own style and you only get there by volume. Some people need way more volume than others, but there is a mandatory process and, and it is through volume. And so that's that's the advice. Favorite candy bar? Reese's peanut butter cups. That's mine too. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that counts as a candy bar. I think it does. In my head, it does. I love that combination. Why is it something from, I mean, I from since you were a child? I, I don't I don't know. You know, I'm not even a huge peanut butter guy, but but for some reason I love that peanut butter and the chocolate just the way i eat it i have my own way of eating it What's your, what is your way just, of eating it i eat the outsides first okay and i basically peel off the chocolate with my teeth it's embarrassing it's not something i can <laughs> do is, in public i have to make sure i'm alone funky. and yeah i i do that but it's my way and it tastes better that way and no regrets no none, none, no, none, no shame there's, there's no shame be... unless people are watching <laughs> and then also yeah you're not you're not eating it here on the show so at least it's not public right, that's right. thank you <laughs> i'm not going to force you yeah exactly um and then also is there a place a barbecue place because you've mentioned some during this that it's interesting is there a barbecue place that's like a sleeper place that people aren't i hate the word sleeper but like i hate when people say don't sleep on it because you know what that's everyone says i also don't say when people say it hits different that's just it seems like there's these phrases that people keep reiterating but what is is there a place that you're surprised that not a lot of people are going to no i i think the difficulty is because this question is answered relative to like how much other people are talking. And I'm not sure that I know enough about okay. like, like, like for instance, in, in Texas, the most recent barbecue place that I think is, is not being talked about enough is Reese brothers. Cause it, uh, uh, the day I went was a, a nearly perfect platter of barbecue. And, and, and I, I don't see them talked about that much. And, and so that's probably the answer for for there. But I've had great barbecue other places, and 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 I and I just so I wonder, you know, my own little world. So for instance, I mentioned earlier Prime. I don't hear anybody in Texas talk about Prime, and and I had a platter of barbecue. I had an abundance of platter. Uh, I mean, it was, just, it was so much food, and everything on that tray was nearly perfect or or perfect but he had a 
super long line of people there. So they're probably in that area. They're probably talking about it. So I, so I, it's not a very great way to answer. No, but question. that's a good, that's a good I, one I, that people I should apologize. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, so I've been to some places that are, are fantastic. And uh, I, I wasn't aware that they were, they were doing stuff. Um, for instance, I went to little miss in, um, in Arizona and I thought it was fantastic. And I had basically never heard of it. And, and I, but before I went the first time now, I, now I know of it, of course, and now I've heard other people talk about it. So, so I guess I'm not as clued in and it may be the case that in San Antonio, everybody's talked about Reese brothers and, uh, and I just, I'm not aware of that, but, uh, but they don't get mentioned I, as I, much as I think they should. I, I do. I mean, you asked this question and now that you've asked it, I, I have such a hard time answering it, but I will tell people, I mean, I don't know why and why not enough people are talking about this, mm. this place. Like um, when we were doing our barbecue, our, our photography class, we were eating at Panther city. And, and, and it's my opinion. I'm like, this is the most, I don't know how some place can be a top 10 and still be underrated. I agree. Panther city is amazing. And I feel like not enough people will talk about it despite the fact that they're a top 10 barbecue joint. And, and anyway, it's a very long answer to a really straightforward question. I'm so sorry that I don't have, I think that's good. I think honestly, I I want to say that I think 2M is, Oh my gosh. Yes. 2M is one of the best barbecue experiences I've ever had. I went to 2M the first time, and uh, this was years ago, and it had to be close to when they had first started opening. And and my barbecue experience was was not um, not as robust, but I, I went there because I was I had a conference in San Antonio, and I walked in that line just kind of thinking it was every other barbecue joint. And I sat down, and I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, this is. This is some of the best brisket I've ever had. The tortillas were great. The the macaroni, chicharroni. I mean, everything was amazing. And yeah, you're right. Like, not enough people talk about that place. I just remembered one, Kevin. Soul Belly in Las Vegas. Um, I I don't know that I was expecting very much. And that it was a surprisingly great. I shouldn't. I'm insulting them by saying surprisingly because he's an accomplished chef. Yeah. But... um, is uh coleman it was great the dude makes his own pasta for his macaroni and cheese and but his uh little pork belly burn-in bites were oh man they were they were amazing uh the whole meal that i had was was incredible and now that's an example I, i've never heard anybody talk yeah they're not about, really yeah, and I, I think that bert went out there to a do like a collab with him. I think so. Right? I or think something? so. That sounds. Maybe that sounds right. Leo, maybe. I don't. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It, 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 somebody has recently been out there, but but you don't hear a lot of chatter about about his place. But man, I uh, I went out there and that meal that I had was was top notch. That's great to hear because a lot of people go through Vegas are for different things and. Of course, Blood Brothers, people know about that, but I think that you've heard a lot of different, yeah, I would say like conventions and things or work, like work, air quotes. But I think that, but people, that would be, uh, that's great to have that. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you for remembering that while we're on the air. So thank you so much for taking the time. We've spoken for almost an hour and a half. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I know people went to, and uh, it's just nice to catch up and uh, 
good to see you in this. Absolutely. I've, I've loved it. I love that you're, you're asking me about all the things I love to talk about. So this is super <laughs> fun for me. Thank yeah. you.